This is Laura Van Arendongpa, and you're listening to To Write and Have Written, a writer's guide to the business side. This is an audio recording of the weekly live stream where you can join us each Tuesday on Twitch. Details and a schedule of upcoming guests and topics can be found at lauravab.com. Now to this week's episode. All right, let's try this again with more audio. Oh my gosh, I, I'm so sorry. Uh, I was so good reshuffling audio shortly before we went live for reasons that you will see in a moment, and I forgot to shuffle it over here. And so let's try this again. Kate, Bridger, PJ Zufit, Grace, all of you, thank you so much for catching me on this. Okay, once again, hi, it's Tuesday. I'm Laura. You know the drill. Quick pieces of news and links I will throw into the chat. Uh, Diane Morrison, who has been a guest here previously, you might remember her as Sable Aradia, and her new Kickstarter launched today. That is A Few Good Elves. It is space opera high fantasy. So really, everything you need to know about this is it is elven space marines. Okay, that's that there's your there's everything you need to know. And I'll drop that link into the chat. Hello, Adam. Yes, yes, we are going to talk about Atticus tonight. So give us just a minute and we will we will launch here. Um, with that. Uh, the only other thing I have to mention in housekeeping is uh, writers conduit, which is the upcoming free writers conference here on Twitch. Nothing to register for, nothing to sign up for, nothing to pay for. You just show up and watch a stream. It's great. Uh, I will be presenting there as well, and uh, I will be doing author websites in an hour. Your Velociraptors are Broken, which is all about my day job of animal behavior, but in fiction. Uh, beta readers and critique partners and building your author brand. So you can catch all of those. I'll drop that link in the chat as well. And then finally, my only other piece of news is... <sighs> Our local internet has been a wee bit unstable. Uh, I was running several speed tests today, and they came up varying between 5 megabits per second, which is really where it should be, and 0.08, which is really where it not sh- should not be. So if you are starting to need buffering time, I've got everything I can locked down to try to make this smooth. If you start getting buffering, just refresh on your end, because sometimes if we break through here, but Twitch is still trying to catch up, just refresh and catch up where we are, that'll help. If you're having trouble, go ahead and put your question in the chat. I will still go ahead and uh, get that taken care of. I am recording locally here, so we'll have a nice squeaky clean copy to upload uh, when we're done. So even if you um, can't see it streaming live, we'll still get all the questions addressed and... um, and then a clean copy uploaded. So just be aware that that is a thing. Okay. All right. Oh, good. I'm glad that uh, it's going to work, PJ. So I will throw that, throw those links in the chat here in just a moment. But first, uh, I need to tell you about something really cool that happened today. Uh, I've been telling you guys that we were going to do this Atticus walkthrough today. And um, then this afternoon, I just was talking with Monique. Mad props. Shout out to Monique, who's one of the support staff over at Atticus. Um, and has been really helpful and chatting with me for the last couple of weeks. And she just checked in today. She said, I knew you were doing this stream tonight. Um, and I just off the cuff said, hey, you know, do you want to join me? Because you've been giving me so much good, good help and info. And, and she said, no, but she brought me instead a Dave Chesson, who is the owner, founder of Kindlepreneur, uh, Atticus, and all of that. So, um, so all of this was very, very last minute that it's all just came together this afternoon. So you're getting 100% classic off the cuff, Laura. Um, so everybody give Dave uh, some some support for putting up with me as we just flounder through this, <laughs> this thing to go. And, um, and Dave, can since I kind of borked my own audio earlier, could you just say hello for us and make sure that I can we can all hear you? Yeah, sounds good. Hi, guys. All right. Yay. Okay, good. <laughs> Thank you so much. So um, as I said, Dave and I did no planning for this whatsoever, but um, I'm just going to ask Dave with no prep, um, tell us what Atticus is, because I think you're going to do a better pitch for it than I will, and then we'll jump into how it works. Yeah, well, uh, currently, the focus on Atticus is basically presenting uh, something that's better than Vellum, but works on all platforms. So that's PC, Mac, uh, Linux, uh, you name it. And even more so is to make it cheaper. Uh, but that's actually not our ultimate goal with, with what uh, Atticus will be. We're starting with that point. But the truth of the matter is, is that I've always wanted as a writer to create 
one program that we use throughout our entire book writing process. Because right now, when I write my book, I actually start with Scrivener. And I work on Scrivener. And then when I'm done, uh, most of the time my editor prefers that I send copies of Doc, you know, Word Doc. So then I've got to export it out. Then I've got to send it back and forth with the editor and they do their track changes. Sometimes I'm kind of lucky and I get an editor editor that actually likes um, uh, Google Docs. So then there's only one version, right? But in the end, I at this point with an editor, I have five or six different copies on my desktop that says final version. And when I finally figure out which one it is, which is usually the one that says final, final. final. No, this is the final, final, final. all caps. No, really final, yes. (laughs) Exactly. I then have to upload it to some formatting software. Okay, so we're now worked with three different softwares just to get it to format. Now, you could say, well, you just send it to a formatter. That's great. But when when you need to, say, update the back matter, such as the also by section, or maybe you find out that there is an error or heaven forbid you're one of those people who sent the wrong final, final version. Um, I've done Speaking that before. Speaking for a friend. We would never do that. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, exactly. Um, then you finally format it. And now you have all these files throughout. And... As a, as a writer, that's always been my personal pe- uh, pet peeve, if I will, is that I have to work with all these different components. And let's not even throw in outlining as well. Um, some authors out there may use four to five pieces of software just to write and publish their book. So what we want to do is create a software where you can have the power of Scrivener, but have instant collaboration without ever leaving it and be able to format that same file all in one spot. And so I'm generally calling what Atticus will be is if what you would get if you got the best of Scrivener plus Google Docs plus Vellum, if they all got together and had a baby, its name would be Atticus. And you totally got me with the the streamlined formatting because I do format all of my own books. I've been really happy writing in Scrivener, so I wasn't actively shopping for a new writing software. Um, But, you know, everybody is talking about Vellum, but I'm a Windows girl, so that's not available to me. And then when, um, you know, I do all my own print and all my own ebook formatting, and I've always used Sigil, which is freeware, Mm. but I contribute because you pay people who help you money, who help make you money. but Sigil's one of the few pieces of software that has gotten less and less user-friendly as it ages and matures. And so I was I was actively shopping for something that, okay, can is there a way to make this faster with less effort? Because I do all my own, you know, updating and all my own creation and everything. And I that's how I actually I came across the first mention of Atticus. And I was like, what? Sign me up. And um and I did sign up, and I got into the, the private beta, which is, yay, fantastic. So how are we here tonight? So you're getting lots of hellos from the chat, by the way. And, and Kate has a very important question, which is, will Atticus have features to accommodate the, ah, my book is crap, panic phase? Um, does it come with a crate of dark chocolate? Because that's really what I would need to get through that phase. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. It's funny is we actually had somebody who uh, voiced this um recommendation that we create a like a button that you know um when you click it it would find the nearest coffee shop that will deliver (laughs) coffee you know (laughs) it's like that's actually awesome uh i love to do that we'll see but you know um actually one one of the things that we're really going to get into is that so first off let me kind of break down our process on where we're at as a software so right now we're in as laura talked about the private beta um, and this is where we've kind of released it at a very special price to those who want to work with us because we really want to get real user feedback. Like it was funny, Laura and I were talking about this, but um, she found something herself where when she opens it up as the application, okay, as the app on her computer and she writes something, but then she goes to the online version where you can access it from any browser as well. Um, and does something, it actually causes our system to not catch. And this is awesome because we want to find those things. But on top of that, too, we want to constantly get feedback, uh, you know, because we have writers who write in special ways. They want, you know, even things like after an ornamental break that they want certain things to happen to the chapter so as to really separate it. Um, and so we're our team is just constantly pumping out new updates, features, additions, um, just about on a daily basis. So we're doing that right now. And that gives my team to have like real access to real authors to make sure that we really address the things they want while keeping it simple. 
That being said, though, we believe that come mid-July is where we will be at a point where we'll release it publicly. And I, I've, you know, I've kind of said that that moment is where we can clearly say that we're better than Vellum and much cheaper and works on everything. And that's our mark that we're gearing for for mid-July. But so now that you understand that part, my team won't slow down, though, because we still need to improve the writing area to make it even better than Scrivener and more capable, as well as create that collaboration component I talked about. And that collaboration thing is where I want to get to, because I think that could be a really cool uh, thing for what you're talking about. I've talked to a lot of like writing coaches or coaches, and they're almost excited about the, the component of the collaboration. Because what happens is that if you choose to give somebody a collaboration capability, a writing collaboration with you, they can come in and they can kind of coach you and communicate with you as you go through and they can see things real time. They can even leave comments uh, when you're not on or something like that. And so a lot of these coaches are actually like, wow, this would be really cool because then I can come in and quickly see where the people, where the writers are. So that might be an interesting take on where we're going to go and where that may help to answer that question. And a question that's come in from Grace is, will my editors also need to own Atticus to add tracked changes and comments? Nope. Uh, we've what? got, so see, this is, so let me explain where, where the collaboration component is going to really look like. Okay. Um, imagine that. So let's go ahead and open up. You've got your screen there. Let's go ahead yeah. and open up one of the books, right? Yeah. Um, Come on. Let me even tell you where all these buttons are going to be placed here. So in this case, here we go. We're in your first chapter. Now, up at the top where it says writing and formatting, there's going to be a little button that will show up there called a collaboration. Okay, and it'll be right in between the two. When you click on that, it's going to take what we call like a safe copy of your book. Okay, and when you go into that, you'll see on the right anybody you want to give a collaboration um, acceptance to. Now, we're calling it four different collaborations. There's writing collaboration, and that's where you and another person can write together. Okay. Then there's editing collaboration, where and I'll, I'll explain what those rights are. Then there's even ARC review copies. So you can work with ARC readers okay. as well, um, but they don't have as many capabilities as an editor or a writer. Okay? Uh, and finally is formatting. So say, for example, granted, we make formatting super easy, but maybe you just don't want to do it. And you're going to find there's some really cool, special, um, unique things that you can do to your book for formatting but you might not be a great designer. And so you want to bring somebody in to make it look cool. You can give them formatting uh, collaboration capability and they can work on it while you're writing your book. But the point though, is, is that you can come into that collaboration window and you can assign people that collaboration and see who's there. And you can even kill off their access when you're ready to. So I really like that option of being able to say, great, debtor's done. Be gone with you. You know, like you don't have access to the book anymore. Now I have got really- to say that is that, that was not the answer I was expecting that oh. I could grant from a single license of Atticus. So yeah, I'm so glad you're here telling us this because that is not what I would have guessed. Awesome. Please nice. keep going. So at this point, let's go. Now, here's the thing. So if it's a writer to writer thing, then they both have to at- have Atticus. That one is because they have to have all components of Atticus. So that one, if you want to write with another writer, you both have to have it. With regards to editors, arc readers, um, those two, on the other hand, do not have to own Atticus. What happens is that you send them a special link and they will open up their editor or ARC reader version on their browser. Okay. They can open that up on their iPad, on their laptop, on their desktop. And what they do is it will look just like Word because I've learned working with editors, like, you know, they have their, their own preference on how look, they we, do we it. We have a comfort space and we're happy. That's here, right. Okay. <laughs> That's right. You know, and, um, so we don't want to recreate the wheel here. So when they open it up, it will feel like Word. Everything that they would expect would be where it's supposed to be. It will have the same feeling as track changes and everything. Now, what's neat is when the editor opens that up, they see your, they're in the editor version. They can start doing those things. But what's awesome is inside of your Atticus, you can go in and see it as they work on it. So you can even sit back and watch as they go through if you're both online at the same time. Now, what's That's not awesome about it all. <laughs> Yeah, right? Well, so what's really awesome about this is that when they've done something, all right, they can mark when a chapter is complete. So when they've gone through a chapter, all right? So now you know that they've said this is good for you. Then you can go in and as you accept changes, it will then show up in the writing here. It will show up in the formatting. It'll all move into those other components. So until you accept something, 
it won't sh- it won't automatically change. So this isn't giving an editor access to your book and they can write whatever they want, right? Their capability is limited. But the point though is is that by the time they're done, right? Your book is exactly how it is. You chose what you accepted, you rejected what you wanted, um, and it's all seamless. You never had to leave the program. And so that's kind of how we're working it with the collaboration. This is also really cool because with ARC readers, they can't, they can't do editing. They can't mark. They can leave comments, though. They can highlight. And you can also select to uh, say if other ARC readers can see other ARC readers' comments or not. So you have that power. And then finally with formatting, the formatters do have to own Atticus. Uh, there's no way to format it without it. Um, so, But that's one of those things where we really think that a lot of formatters are going to jump on this. Um, and we're probably going to work to provide a list of formatters who work with Atticus and know all the dimensions for image creation, special you know, chapter theme development and all that. Um, we'll certify them so that way there's a little you know, paw of approval from the Atticus dog, you know, just letting you know that that formatter understands our requirements and can make sure that they can create unique designs that fit the chapter theme. So awesome. So yeah, that's collaboration in a nutshell. So I have a quick question about the Atticus dog, and then we're going to get to questions from the chat, which are coming in. Um, So as you can see, we have this delightful animated uh, dog here, and I'm honestly not sure if he is a Boston Terrier or a French bulldog, but I want to say Frenchie because then in my mind, he's Atticus French. So does he have a name (laughs) and what is he? So that's hilarious. I really wish I had thought about that because we were going back and forth about whether it would be a, a Frenchie or a, a Boston Terrier. And I went with a Boston Terrier. Um, and the truth of the matter is, is that I'm a, I'm a very big Red Sox fan. And uh, I'm trying to convince my wife to let me get a Boston Terrier. Um, and so I figured, well, honey, you know, the, the, the dog would be the mascot and I could take pictures. So tax of, I'm deduction. He's a business expense. You know? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, exactly. It's a business expense. My, right. my 21 year old daughter is all about, she's like, I'll put him on Instagram. I'm like, see, we should get a dog. I'm, I'm working that angle. Um, but actually, you know, but I love that comment. I never thought about that. The Atticus French. <laughs> ah, um, there's actually a lot of reasons why we went with the name Atticus. Uh, but one of the biggest reasons, I mean, first off, I love Atticus Finch. Um, and so that was one, but we also had to be careful with, you know, um, legal aspects of that as well. However, though, what really turned me to the name was that there is a, a famous publisher, um, named, uh, Titus Atticus. And he was one of the ones who saved a lot of the famous writings and actually republished them. He formatted them and uh, mass produced. He's very famous uh, for working with the letters of Cicero. He saved a lot of Aristotle's work. And so, and then I was like, wow, that's amazing. Like this guy literally took and helped bring in author work and mass produce it, format it, you know, and get it out as a publishing um, way back in the day. And then on top of that, as I kept doing research, I found out that like just about every Roman with a name, you know, Atticus was either a philosopher or a writer. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you know what? This is pretty cool. We'll go with that. I loved it. So awesome. Okay. Um, so real quickly, let's jump into the chat here. Um, and I'm sorry, I want to scroll up and make sure I'm going to get, uh, get everyone's. Uh, so, can we give uh, critique access to multiple people? So, um, you know, if, if I had several people in the critique group, so it's not just limited to one person accessing at a time. Yeah, as a matter of fact, like I said, um, I don't have my what we call UI UX um, wireframe. It's kind of like what we send to the programmers who understand like the layout and flow. Um, I don't have that because we just send it over to somebody. But imagine if, say, the screen we have here, all right, you see the writing. Uh, let's pretend you've clicked on collaboration in the middle. On the right, there will be a panel. And like I said, it has those four levels of of collaboration capability you give. Well, what's awesome is that when somebody has accepted your link, okay, you know, they're going to put in their name. What's really cool is those names are going to show up on the right so that you can see who you've granted access to and under what level. So if you have, say, an ARC team of like 24, guess what? All 24, if they've accepted, will be right there on the right. And on top of that, too, we're going to try to work that it will actually turn green if they're online, if they're actually reading it at that moment. So you can actually see who's working on it, reading it, participating uh, at that moment. And at the same time, when the time comes that you're like, okay, 
great. I've got all the feedback I want. I'm done. You can just literally click the XXX button, you know, and it will just remove their access. And so now there's no like random file out there or random access that somebody can take. And we're going to make it that you can't download a copy. Uh, if somebody tries to copy and paste, I mean, if they're like a hardcore whiz, there's maybe some ways that they could do there's it. But it's going to be super painful. It doesn't have to be it's, easy. Yeah, that's right. It's not. It's not. It's definitely not as easy as when you send them a Word document. You know. Right, and that was going to be my question: is like if they're opening a limited terminal instance or something. You know, set, pretend I said something technical there. Like, how, you know, that's different than if I'm sending EPUBs or or Word docs. And you know, I'm I'm a person. I found my. Um, I found my release on a pirate site, you know, the week before it released. And I was like, mm, time to clean my ARC team. Right. But, but that's right. Um, but that's something that I think about. So, so this is that that's, that it's not going to be an easy download is making me very happy. Okay. No, not at all. And then on top of that too, like I said, when the moment that it's done and you click that X, they can't access it anymore. Um, and that's not to be mean or anything, but that's just well, for me as yeah. a writer, I, I would just love that accountability of knowing that every version that I've, you know, allowed people to see, they can't go back to it. Uh, they can't pull it later. They can't see it. And now when I go to the collaboration, when I'm ready to publish, I can go to collaboration and verify everybody I've worked with does not have a copy anymore. And it is so it is clear. It's just me and the copy I'm about to upload on Amazon. So to me, that's just. I do. Uh, like I'm really jazzed about that. One really one jazzed. space to check everything. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Kate says a plus story title. Laura. Yeah. This this is actually today's work, and I'm working really hard on not thinking about the fact that my today's first draft is on the screen of the whole internet right now. So that's that's just we're just going to move on. Um, then PJ Zufa asked, "Does this app allow art collaboration with an illustrator? So would that be like a co?" co-writer level of collaboration to add art? Cause I know this actually has art support. So the only thing I can think of on art is that if you're working with an artist and you want to upload an image, you know, to your book, you can definitely do that. Um, with regards to formatting though, if we go ahead and click the formatting button um, and I'm going to explain one of the th- features that's going to come out in the next week or two is right now we're looking at kind of the chapter themes. And this is where in the top here, you can select the different look or feel Mm -hmm. to how your book will look on all the different, you know, previews, right? Um, And what we have set here is, is, is um, kind of like a set theme. But what we want to be able to create is an opportunity for those who want to specially design their own chapter theme. And we want to make it as easy as possible. So this is where, collaborating with an artist might be a really awesome opportunity. Um, You can change the way chapters look, or you can also upload your own uh, special ornamental break. So if you want something really unique, you can create your own image there and have those show up automatically for your ornamental breaks. But if we go back up to the top here, we're going to have, first off, we're going to have this really awesome look to be able to see all the different chapter themes that we're going to, we're actually having a whole bunch of like specialist design beyond what you see here. But when you click on customize, then you're going to be able to upload like full bleed images. Uh, You'll be able to select whatever fonts you want, where these words show up on it. You can even create some unique things. One of the cool things I'm playing with is is that, um, you know, you could create the image of, say, a tree branch with leaves. But as you go through the chapters, there's less and less leaves on the tree branch until you get to the end where it's a bare tree branch, right? You can create something where, you know, maybe it's footprints in the sand and the footprints get longer with each chapter you go. But that's where, you know, you can use the software to easily create those placements, but you have to have the images. And so that's where working with an illustrator, if you really want to go that unique, you can. Or we're going to have some amazing uh, templates that you can use. We're working side by side with BookBrush. Um, They're designing a whole bunch of images that people can use, as well as using them to create their own special ones. So again, to kind of answer that question, this is one way that working with a designer or an illustrator, you can use the software to create some beautiful, unique images, chapter themes, and placements uh, at will. So I'm going to shrink us down a little bit so people can see this, um, because I really like all these themes that we can just go through here and pull um, with the chapters. And and here it's on the right, it's, it's saying chapter one twice because we don't have, I don't have chapter titles entered, but you can pull that out if you don't have chapter titles and all these things. So yeah, I, I 
not going to lie, I just went in and giggled and played with this for a while when I first opened and installed. So um, rolled around and played with all my chapters types. So uh, yeah, so that and I and I think I saw you have like uh, full page images and full bleed images on the roadmap. Is that correct? So full page, Im- full page images are now up. Uh, full bleed should be happening by this weekend. Um, and one of the other things too, that we've made it is that you can now direct if something is to show on the left side or on the right side of a book. So say for example, you want to set up a full page image on the left and then thus make the new chapter be on the right. That's very easy to do. So you can design some really cool images and have them be a part of it. And like I said, we'll make a full bleed here very soon. Cool. All right. So I do want to make sure that we mention because this was not how I understood things when I first downloaded Atticus. Um, and so it's, it's fine now that I know how it works. I just needed to understand that this is an entirely live piece of software. This is not a uh, static app on my desktop. Um, everything I'm doing is basically opening a portal to the servers which are running things. Um, I can start it and I can save offline. So if I want to work on an airplane, should we ever get on airplanes again? <laughs> if I want to work on an airplane or if my internet is dead, um, I can still I can still do this. But um, in theory, all the careful, careful uh, measures that I take to make sure my cloud backups are actually, you know, get through to every device I'm using should all be happening automatically um, once I finish breaking all your stuff so that we can be sure about that. Um, and... Um, and I had a point. Oh, the other thing is because, uh, everything is live and you're not running it down, you're not downloading updates to your local machine. Um, you want to make sure that you are refreshing the app when you open it up. So if you can use this either in a browser or I prefer to use it in the, in the local app, which is what we see here because I distract too easily to work in a browser. Thanks. Uh, so, um, you can you can do this a couple of ways, but a really easy one is just up here behind behind my unicorn and Kitsune. Uh, there's a logo, and you can click it. And Dave, please jump in where and correct me where I need to be more specific. But you can click. Yeah, it and if you click the dog, things. that's our yeah. special little thing. If yeah. you click the dog logo instead of the word Atticus, um, it basically tells our system to do a quick check to verify if we have any new features, and it just poof, there it is. There, now um, you can see it. Yep, that little dog on the top left. Um, And there it is. It just did a check. And if we had a new feature update, which we just had a whole bunch of new features come out at three o'clock today. So if you hadn't done that before, there's probably some new things on there. I have new Um, things. Yeah, actually, we found a whole bunch of ways. One of the big things that we just released today is is that we're working really hard to reduce the size of files. Um, So say, for example, you upload a whole bunch of images. Awesome. Our system, though, is now specially aligned to shrink those image sizes down as much as possible without losing any visual loss. Um, And the reason why that's really important is because the smaller your file size is, right, the less money Amazon takes from you because they have that little digital cost. Um, And so I write it for fantasy. That download fee is a thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And what what, what I'm actually really trying to do is when the time comes soon, uh, I want Atticus, like hopefully by this weekend, but Atticus will be able to tell anybody, hey, um, we shrunk the size of your file from this to this, you know, so we saved you this much. Um, just by doing these special things to make it as small of a file as possible to Amazon. And I'm just at you know, a little bit of a marketing thing, but I'd love for you to know that Atticus just saved you all that. Um, and yeah. so that's coming out hopefully by this weekend. But yeah. Oh, no, so that's, that's great because I agonize over fi- file size because you know, right. I, like, I yeah. like big books and I cannot lie. The other thing I'll mention <laughs> is, um, <laughs> where did I go? Yeah, so because it is online, if ever something is going wrong, um, and that that quick click didn't fix things. Uh, the basic, the always always there, log out and log back in, which did uh, save me from a panic attack um, when I logged in and all of my work was gone. Which this is fine. I'm only using this for um, for play things right now because uh, because it's in it's in beta and I'm testing it, so I'm just not going to test it with my deadline project. Um, but. Uh, so I logged in and or I opened up the app and everything was gone. And so I just was like, mm, let's log out and log back in. Oh, everything's there. Right. So it's it's because it's not local. Don't panic if it's not local. 
is I think not a very clear way of saying that, but hopefully that makes yeah, sense. So we designed, so what we decided to do, right, especially because of the collaboration component, we had to kind of create this, like what I call the best of both worlds for the online offline capability. And by the way, I fly all the time. Oh, well, I used to. Um, but, <laughs> in the before times, yeah. Yeah, and I love riding while I'm on the plane, and I'm definitely yeah. not going to play that in, pay that internet fee that's ridiculous just to be able to access the, you know, no way. So what we did was we created what's called a PWA, and it's a progressive web app. And what it does is it kind of straddles between being online and offline. Um, through the PWA, you create an account, okay? And what this allows you to do is from that point on, if you're on your computer, a friend's computer, or whatever, you can always just go to any Chrome, you know, Safari, you know, whatever it is. Go to, I think, what is it? App.atticus.io, I think it is. Um, yeah, I think it is. App. You think I would know? Right, go figure. You it, would go it to is that because I tested it today. There yes. we go. <laughs> you would go to that URL and just log in, and now you can work on your work, which you know is kind of a neat feature for some, something others would not want to do, but it is there. However, though, you can click a button and it will download uh, this con- this app that will be on your computer. Um, you know, for I'm on a Mac, so I've got the little dog icon on the bottom of mine you can save it onto your desktop but the point though is is that when you click it it opens up just a specific box for your program uh, which is exactly what we're seeing here um, this allows you to connect to the server and it, it has your information there but on top of that right now what happens is that you can open up Atticus and then you can disconnect the internet and you can go off and do things we have a couple of bugs we're working on to make it that simple where I want it that you can just, so long as you're logged in on your laptop, you can still close your laptop, jump on the plane, open it up, and then you can immediately access all your stuff just like that without any internet. That being said, the only time that you would need to have internet access is if you're uploading a new Word doc to the program or if you hit the export, okay? Or if you're doing collaboration because you, know, you need the internet to collaborate. But that being said is that's it. Um, And so because of that system, one of the things we're going to be adding very soon is that if you choose that you don't want it online, okay, you don't want that component, you can save it directly to your computer and you can access it that way. But if you do it that way, you can't do the collaboration thing because, you know, you got to connect um, that. So we're really making it where it's kind of a best of all the worlds so long as you choose the path you want to go. But there's, you know, there's no way you can't have it online and also do collaboration. But, you know, um, and the cool thing about the saving components offline as well is that you can set up a backup system where we've got you covered on the server as well as you can have your own backup copies on your computer so that if, say, you pour wine on your computer, which, you know, I've done that before, <laughs> pour a glass of wine, um, and you lose the computer, we've got you covered on the, on the cloud while, say, the other thing, for some reason, something crazy happens, you know, you've got yourself covered because you have your own files as well. So that's one of the other things is I just want a, a double backup for authors as well. Yeah, and PJ's asking, you know, does this save in case the computer goes kablooey? She put that question in a moment ago, and I'm hoping this shows up here. On If you look at the top of the screen, and so if I do some stuff and you see that little saved pop up, yeah, so it is a constant, um, not that... Paranoid Laura has Scrivener set to autosave every three seconds and backup constantly. No, but um, but yeah, that is something that you can. It's it's constantly running back there. So great. Okay, awesome. Um, sorry, I've got too many windows open. Let me get back to where <laughs> the heck I was. <laughs> but yeah, so um. We, we, we haven't talked at all about how to get stuff in here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Obviously, yeah. you can just open something and start writing um, here. Um, and I do like, like, I'm using project for a series name. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what it's intended for, but that's where it is for me. <laughs> so um, so I've got titles and projects, but then yeah. you can also just One thing, too, before in. we get into that, the yeah. homepage, we've really designed it to really help, especially with either small publishing companies or serial writers or writers who write under different names. Um, If, say, for example, you have, 
you know, a whole bunch of books. You either have a series or you write under two different names or whatever. Notice at the plot top where we have the display by, you can click that and we'll break it down by either the project you listed by, you know, or the author. And so this is where you can easily access, you know, a series or a group of books. Um, but right now we have just the one recent and usually recent is the one that you most recently worked on. So that way you can quickly find the one you have. That'll be more important in the feature for somebody who has like 20, 30, 40, 50 books in right. here. Um, and yes, it can handle that. So um, awesome. we wanted to really think through how people can find their works, especially when they start adding so many different ones. Right. Yeah, because um, I am definitely a file nester in my right. <laughs> in my yeah, I wanted so, I wanted yeah. this to be a super clean, easy process. Um, and even if push came to shove, and you have some hundred books in there, you can use that little search bar <laughs> to find the most recent book. Um, Excellent. Granted, we probably won't have too many people test that, but we wanted to think about that from the beginning. Now, yeah. you talked about uploading a new book. So mm-hmm. you can upload a new book. You can just start. And what we mean by that is I'm just going to start writing in Atticus and that's it. Otherwise, you can upload. And right now, the only thing you can upload is a docx. Okay. So if you had a Word doc, you know, you can quickly just drop it in there. And next thing you know, you just give it a title, author name and project and click go get them rocket. And, or excuse me, go get them Atticus. <laughs> That's another program. Um, and it will import what you have based off of the things you've done with a file. Um, and so that's one component. However, though, I believe by the end of this week, you will now be able to upload EPUB into Atticus and you can also export Word doc as well. And I think RTF files. So we'll have those. One of the things I'm working on with the team is I would like people to be able to upload their Mobi file and have it immediately parcel it and put it into Atticus. The reason why I think this is going to be really important for authors is for those who don't know, come June 30th, Amazon will no longer accept Mobi files. Right. They're only going to accept EPUB. Well, they accept a couple, but they recommend it be an EPUB. That being said, though, say, for example, an author has already published a Mobi file. Maybe they used a different program. Maybe they paid somebody to create it. The problem that's going to happen is if you need to update that book for some reason, maybe you've, you know, you got a warning from Amazon because there were too many complaints or there there was a a spelling error or something like that, or you want to update your back matter to, you know, to add an also buy or a list of your other books and you want to add the most recent one in there, you're going to have to start from scratch because you can't take that Mobi file and edit it. Right? You're going to have to either pay a, a somebody else who has the original file and work on it or something. So what we want to do is we want to make it very easy for authors to take their already existing books, just throw it into Atticus, Atticus, figure it out. You may have to work a little bit on the formatting because the formatting you use might be completely different or might have a font that we don't register. But click, 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 pretty much make it look good, accept it, make your change. And from that point on, it is there in your own database for you to access and do whatever it is you want. So that's one of the key things that we really want to release because we might not be something people are thinking about now, but it's probably going to be really big, you know, right. after June yeah. 30th. Coming soon. And Adam yeah. asked about importing a Scrivener project. Can is Are there plans to import a Scrivener project as is, or will there need to be an export bridge for that? I, I would like to. The problem is, is that Scrivener, um, and I think this is one of the things that's really hurt them the most, is the way that they designed the program uh, is what hinders their ability to come out with new features. I mean, let's face it, like it took us, what, four or five years to get Scrivener 3.0 for PC. Um, and and that's because the file system they have is like ridiculous. Um, I think it's something we can work on to work with that particular file so as to make it easier to import. However, though, one quick easy thing is, is that if you just export it in Word doc and then just upload it as Word doc, um, it gets right around it and there's no problems in figuring that out. But I still kind of want to make it easier, you know, to work with. It's just, it's a bear of a program to work with um, from a program side. Yeah. And and I'll just show real quick. I just pulled in a, a docx, and this is a short story, so it's um, it, it's it's not it doesn't have a lot of chapters to break out. But you can see what with the title page, and then there was a hard break, and then there the the story itself uh, that came in there. So and Atticus automatically parses parses those. So and then I can just grab grab this copyright stuff and bring it up here, and you know tweak it. And you can even convert it to the copyright page too. What? 
see. Yeah, so we, we I do, do remember that now. Hold on. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, oh, but we're, I've lost. Oh, because I already have a copyright page. Yep, that's why. That's why. Let me go get out of there. All right. Now, please become my copyright. Oh, no, it's not here. Where is it? Hmm. I, oh, I know what it is. <laughs> Sorry about that. Our programmers <laughs> actually uh, hit, I think we can hit the back button. Maybe they'll undo it. Um, in the top right, there's the little back oh, buttons. There. Undo. Does it? Oh, no, it doesn't do the chapters yet. Okay. So I had our programmer actually hold off on a change because we need to do something with the, um, with the copyright page. I caramba. But we can okay. create a new one. So if you go down yes. to the bottom where that little button is. And actually, give me a second. I'm going to move this so that people can see it because I... Yep. I I embiggened the window so that everyone would be able to see what's going on, but it also means that it's harder for people to see. Let me see if I can. Oh, that don't do that. Hold on. I'm sorry, guys. Let's try this. There we go. So down here at the there bottom left, um, and you can see this will pop up, and you can make all the things, and it will automatically drop them into, you know, uh, formatter, body, and back matter. So there it is. Yep. Yeah. All right. Now, if we scroll back up to the top, one of the things that we did was um, we tried to actually generate the chapter, um, the copyright chapter ourselves. And the reason for that is because the copyright chapter, like in a book, is going to be in the bottom. It doesn't stop at the or start at the top. It's also usually a smaller print. It's got kind of its own formatting. So in this case, right now we're in an iPad uh, view. And mm -hmm. so it's going to put it at the top because that's how the eBooks work. But if we were to flip to a book previewer and we started typing something in, well, let's see if, let's see if my lead Down programmer two. got this little go. thing changed. He actually had them flipped at one point. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look at that. So it took what it had because it knows this is print and it's putting on the bottom. Now, one of the things that we're um, actually doing as we speak <laughs> is we're creating templates. Um, make it as easy as possible for authors that you could choose a particular template for copyright and change out the appropriate information. Um, there are certain copyrights that work really well with fiction, whereas there's others that work really well with, you know, nonfiction components. And so we want to make this a really easy process. This is something I think we'll have in the next week or two, uh, probably two weeks. But for the time being, though, when you deem this a, a, a copyright page, it knows that, okay, we need to force for the book to start from the bottom. So there's like little extra things we do inside that one. Yeah. And I, I really liked that there were so many, um, you know, op you know of, of these like ready to go. And then, of course, you can tweak any, any of them individually. But I liked that the base formatting was there. Yeah, uh, another another feature we're going to be adding um, before I would say mid mid July. I don't know when particularly, but if say for example you have your own author page, okay, and maybe you have maybe you upload all those Moby books and you want to quickly make some changes, uh, we're going to create this ability for you to create a template, your own template, so that you can import it into whatever you book you want. So you don't have to recreate the wheel, copy paste, copy paste, copy paste. Um, this is also going to be really important because maybe you designed your you're also by, and that's, you know, the page where you list your other books with right. particular links so that when people click it, they can go buy your next book, which is really important, especially for marketing. Uh, if somebody got to the end of your oh, book, yeah. they're clearly a fan of you. So let them know what else you write. Right. Um, well, recreating that over and over again can really be painful. So one of the things we can't wait to, to add is that if you have created a particular page or chapter that you love, you can save it and you can just import it into other books very quickly. Awesome. So, yeah, so that's, that's, that's my own personal one. I'm just like, I hate having to redo that one. No, so Grace just put in the chat it. about a way to ultimate, uh, update back matter across multiple books at once. So that's not a one-click solution, but that definitely is a time-saving solution. Right. So, and okay. from that point on, you can make little tweaks. Like I said, I, I, one of the things I really want to do, especially with the uploading of Mobis, is imagine authors having to upload their, like, if you're really going to ship to the system, wouldn't you want all your books on there anyways? So uploading your 15 Moby files or whatever, spending, you know, a couple of minutes on each, making sure it looks good, and then just throw in your new back matter on all of them. You know, make that one change to all your books, 
click the export button, move to the next book, click the export button and move to the next. And now you can upload all the changes to all your books. That's the same thing too, is if you come out with your 16th book and now you want to update just the also buy page to all your previous ones, you can do that quickly, hit the export button and all of your settings are saved right in there. So, you know, your book will look just as good as it did when you last exported it, but now with the update. So, and we can do multiple, we can save multiple templates like this, right? Like, Absolutely. Yep. Some of us write both fiction and nonfiction, and I want to highlight different things in different places. Awesome. Okay. Yep. Great. Adam says this formatting looks awesome, a million times more useful than Scrivener's compile. So, yay. Yes. I. So I've I've used Scrivener since uh, 2007. Um, matter of fact, I used to work for Apple way back in the day, and I got a free copy of this new program. Um, and I've loved it. I mean, I really do. Uh, so please don't take anything I've said uh, against it. I've used it. I used it for my master's thesis when I was in the military all the way, you know, through. And I love the program. My problem is, is that I've always like, I've taken courses on how to use it even after all those years. Um, (laughs) I paid more for the courses than I did for the program. So that was my first thing that I want to eradicate. And we're really good. And I can't wait to tell you some of the writing things we're adding. Um, But the second thing is that the formatting is just, man, <laughs> I mean, I hate, I hate to say it this way, but if, if they had fixed their formatting, then maybe I wouldn't have been gung-ho to, to create this program. Um, and, you know, the fact that so many writers use Scrivener to write and also have to then pay for formatting software, you know, it should have been an indication to that company that, hey, guys, you guys really need to step this up. You really need to do a better job with this. And so that was that was personally my own motivation on that one was, how can we enjoy the power of Scrivener, but also have the power of formatting, you know, and then, man, if we throw in collaboration, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so. Yeah. And the, the thing that I love, like that I needed Scrivener for was taking, again, like I said, I write, I write epic fantasy. I've got freaking huge manuscripts. And I've got 180,000 words. I'm not going to copy and paste all through it as I decide what chapter goes where. And so that's what Scrivener was fantastic for. And that's what, you know, I can do the same thing here but without some of the bulk, because I don't use all of Scrivener's features. Scrivener's got some amazing things yeah, no. that I'm just never going to use. You know, and like, it's great for people who use them. That's just not how my brain works. So, um, so I've been, you know, playing with dragging things around, and then it reorders all my chapter numbers, and it's great. So, uh, so one of the things we're going to be working on for the writing um, is we will be creating our own kind of uh, outlining capability. But one of the things that I really want to do is uh, we're going to be working with all the other outlining companies so that you can that you can use them, okay, integrate them into Atticus. Uh, one of the big ones that I'm focusing on is Plotter as well as Plot Factory. So say, for example, you're an author who likes to use those two, you can export uh, what you've done and upload it into Atticus and it'll be able to parcel that information in the right spot to be most beneficial while you're writing inside the program itself. So that's the one way we're handling that. The next thing is with the writing section, uh, once we release in mid-July, about 90% of our attention will focus to improving the writing area. And one of the areas that we really want to do is we want to be able to allow authors to set writing goals as well as create gamification to kind of help them as they write and to motivate them. I saw that on the roadmap, Yeah. Yep. And we're integrating as well with For the Words for those who like them, because I personally do. I think they're a great company. Um, so I, I, while we'll have gamification, the fantasy nerd in me like totally wants to keep the For the Words thing going. Um, so real, that real will quick, be able to- for those of you who are not familiar with For the Words, it is basically a RPG where writing is your weapon. So there you it's go. like your way to cultivate. It's I don't know. I, I love lit RPG books. They're like my all time favorite. Um, I can't get enough of those. And so somebody created this thing where the more you write, basically, the more you cultivate your character and you battle and blah, blah, blah. It's super cool. We are not going to steal that. We, we will create a different gamification. But people who do those can it will work with us as well. But another thing is, is that I really want to create this system where I mean, Authors get rewarded as they hit their goals. So this is a this is going to be a, a secret uh, feature that's not going to be secret to this group. But one of the things that we won't tell people um, that they'll have to experience on their own is that when you say you set your goal for like two thousand words a day, the moment you hit the two thousand words, we're going to have little fireworks go off in the background, kind of like you crossed your finish line. Um, you know, I just 
I'm kind of like an Easter egg guy. I love to like hide these little things, but those that's going to be one of the things. You know what? It works for my Fitbit. Okay, give it to me in my words as well. Absolutely, right? Exactly. That's (laughs) right. And so we're going to create like little, uh, little badges and little things so that as you keep hitting your mark, you know you're going to go kind of the up in rank in writing and um, you know have the cross the finish line moments. and also to analytics is going to be really big. There will be an analytics page for you to see a lot more about your book as well as your writing style. Um, you'll know how many, not only how many words uh, you've written, but generally how long it would take somebody to read it, how many pages on the Kindle, how many pages on the book. So as you're going through your book, you'll see that. Um, you know, we want to add some analytics in there to tell you most overused words um, and things like that. Oh, no, no, so no. We're gonna... too, too, uh, too much. Too... <laughs> well, you can choose not to look at it or, okay, or okay. even tell it to. But that's the thing is we want to create a, a platform where authors can take as much as they want or not. And again, you would go to a special. It's not going to be in your face as you're writing, but you can go there to check it out if you want to. Oh, no, that's fantastic. I will go to ridiculously stupid lengths for a digital badge. So absolutely. Yeah, like, so Grace has a question about formatting um, differences between ebook and print. So for example, a book without images in chapter headers in the ebook, but does have images in the chapter headers in print. Is that something that we can do? That's actually a really good question. Um, that's what I love about the beta right now is, is that we get those kind of things. So let's go ahead and open one of your books. Uh, that you have. And if you go, here's how I would have to, well, jeepers for the chapter, for the individual chapter, I think the answer is no, but for everything else, the answer is yes. Um, if you go to your front matter, open the, the, what you have in the front matter, click on the title page. Now click those three dots to the right of the title page. Oh no, to the, I'm sorry. There you go. Yep. Now, when you go to include in, you can choose if this particular page is included in ebook only or print only or none. So this is one of those options that maybe you don't want your title page to show up in the ebook, then you would click print only. I don't remember why we have none, but there was certain there was a specific oh, I know what it is. Um, That's totally where I leave myself notes as the writer or something. Yeah. Right. That was it. Is that, that was it. Yeah. It was that people wanted to have a note section, so they didn't want to be a part of anything. They just wanted to keep it in there, uh, for their own purpose to later come back. And so that's why none is see, that's what I love, like working with writers. Cause I never would have thought the none like what? And then somebody's like, yeah, notes. It's my digital um, sticky note. Yeah. Now, if you click on the chapter one and you click on the three dots, you can still so let's see it says merge with next chapter convert to begin on okay so yeah we did not give the ability to choose if the body chapter works inside and i was trying to think that through my head and i don't think it would work because we still have to number it so i was thinking well maybe if you created chapter one with images and then chapter one again without images and said well this one's in the ebook and this one's in the book so i guess to answer your question no we do not have an ability to allow a different chapter theme for the so ebook. So it would be duplicate the project and then just have an ebook version. And that's the key is, is that you could do it that way where you duplicate. And there is a way that you can duplicate a book and you can call okay. one the ebook and one the book. And then you can format the ebook the way you want and then format the book the way you want and just click export PDF for the book and export EPUB for the ebook. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> guess that okay. works. It's not the easiest, but that is a way to get around it. Okay. Yeah. Or, I mean, Grace mentions that she's skipping the, the images and ebooks because of the file size. But if your file compression is really tight and efficient, yeah. then that's going to address that as well. So, um, yeah. And the scene break images, Grace, let me hop over here. So there's this nifty little button at the top that will drop in the ornamental breaks. And then when you go to actual formatting, which I would have a no clue now where I left that. Hold on. Oh. Whoop, whoop. How did I get here? So you're on formatting, and then in yeah. the top left corner, you can hit theme. Thank you. <laughs> like, I know I go. had this. I saw this. Anyway, so we can scroll down and then select. And because these are, I suspect, I haven't looked, but I suspect they're tiny little PNGs or something. So these mm-hmm. are not going to add, you know, you're going to have one instance of it recalled multiple times, so it's going to be pretty tiny. So 
Yeah, those are almost negligible in their size, especially yeah. with their image compression capability. And if you go ahead and if you highlight, if you hover over the chapter itself and scroll down a bit. So if you go over to the book, yep, scroll down. Let's go to where you have a chapter break. There it is. All right. So now let's go ahead and click one of those ornamental break images. And as you can so see, pretty. it changes it. Yeah. Now you can also upload your own custom image or you can also access our image library. So if you click that black button, um, there you go. You can see that we have a whole slew of them to choose from. We're going to be adding a bunch more. Okay. Awesome. But you can also design your own little thing, whether it's a, a pencil or a pen, or maybe even that fox in the top left corner, you could make him into the ornamental break. Yeah. Um, and see. so you can take that image and custom upload it and it will show up as your ornamental break. One of the other things we're trying to work to that's coming out soon, if it hasn't already, uh, is that you can then stylize the first paragraph under each ornamental break. That's either coming super soon or it's already been done. Yeah, I saw that because it's got, where is that? Is that already in here or not? It's in, um, may just be in the leads. Yeah, it's just in, it's just in the first paragraph, uh, not in the after the breaks yet. Um, yep. But yeah, I've but that's coming playing real with those soon. because I used to do all that by hand and now it just happens and I love that. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so hold on. Got some things coming in the chat. Um, Adam asked if it's right that the ornamental break appears in the EPUB file only once. Yeah, I suspect, uh, I mean, Dave can answer yes, but if a normal EPUB, it would just have the one file and then reference it multiple times. I'm assuming, Dave, that's how it works. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, and Grace asked, does image compression have different outputs between EPUB and PDF? So, well, the good news on the compression component for PDF is, is that that one doesn't cost you. Um, the, whereas the file size for the EPUB does, and that's where Amazon gets you. So while we still compress anyways, because uh, it's just part of the program, might as well, um, we don't, pr- uh, it doesn't affect your, your effect. What it is is that the color choices, the gloss of the page, the size of the pages, those things affect your, your, your overall cost of the book production. That's if you're doing print on demand through like Amazon or Ingram Sparks or that sort of thing. Okay. And I know we are getting tight on time and you were very generous to give us more time than you actually originally had. Uh, so we don't want to take advantage of that. So I'm going to say anybody who has remaining questions, please get those in and let's, um, let, let's get, do our final push here so that we can let Dave out at a reasonable time. Um, but yeah, I'm honestly pretty excited about this. I love the idea of you know, I can actually just open my phone now while I'm stuck in the BMV and add a few paragraphs <laughs> without having to carry a computer with me. So I'm pretty excited about uh, being able to just be a little more uh, flexible in how I work. Yeah, and that's one thing that, that I didn't say before is you can access this on your phone. It actually downloads as like a an app. You guys are going to see my phone, but there it is as an app oh, yeah. on my phone. Yeah, you know, I So you even... can do the same thing. I haven't even I can done now that. I've just my been books. going to the browser. So, yeah. Ah, yep. So you my can download phone. it as an app on your phone, iPhone, um, uh, Android, iPad, whatever. Um, but, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Grace says that she bought it in May and can't wait to try it. So she's going to get that installed. This is awesome. Um, Kate, I'm sorry you can't buy it right now. I'm sorry. But you can get on the waiting list for for July, I think. Is that right, Dave? Yeah. So if you go to Atticus.io and there's an email that you can sign up for, uh, what we're doing is, is that in the first response that we send out is just saying, hey, here's where we're at. This is what we're doing. This is where we're going with this program. If you want to jump on right now, we offer it at $117 as like the lowest price it will be because we love your feedback. We want your feedback. When we do release publicly, though, in mid-July, so what is that? Uh, one month from now, um, the regular price will be $147. And that is for unlimited books and ebooks. It's not a subscription base because I, pers- I personally hate those. Um, I also would never want to build my writing on something where I, at the moment I stop paying, like kind of feels like I lose it. Right. Um, and so no subscriptions. Um, 
And at 147, that still puts us, uh, was that $53 cheaper than Vellum for just ebooks and $100 cheaper for ebooks and books. So uh, we figure that's a really, uh, even in the offer in the mid, mid July, it really puts us right there. So. Yeah. Yeah. And Kate's in the chat saying death to subscriptions. So you're, you've got yeah, a little, yeah, a little right? I mean, there. <laughs> yeah. like I like for the word subscription, I think, I think there, I think that's great because it's a gamification and like the moment yeah. you stop the moment I get it. But I feel like there's just so many things in the industry where you're like, it's always subscription based. Everything's yeah. subscription based. And I'm like, why does it have to be? I mean, even word turned to subscription based now, uh, you know, and I, I just would never want to create my, my author career on a platform where well, the and stop. I'm struggling right now mm-hmm. with some Adobe stuff where, you know, Adobe's um, yeah. verification is really wonky. So if you're not, if you don't have a perfect internet connection, when you open the software, you're stuck. And I'm like, but I bought this, <laughs> let me use it. And, and yeah, it's not, not making friends over here. So yeah, okay. to this day, I'm still using a photo, the last Photoshop they ever made, because I will not move over to their SAS. No. I, I have a disk somewhere of CS3. That's like my emergency backup for when I just rage quit and flip a table. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so so I don't see any other additional questions coming in, just um, general, uh, general chat and enthusiasm. So that is good. Um, so I think we're going to wrap here. Thanks so much for giving us this extra time. I was thrilled that this worked out. And, um, you know, like I said, it was, I was just going to be me talking and this was so much cooler. So <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> very cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for and having me. everybody, um, Oh, you know, what? I didn't check. We're going to, we're going to see, Oh, you're getting thank yous in the chat. So, um, I'm, I'm just going to wrap this here and, then guys, I will see you next week. And I have absolutely no idea what's on next week's calendar. I just didn't even check that. So check it. It's probably something really cool. I don't remember. Um, so, all right. And, um, and Adam's thanking you for, uh, developing this product because we all think it looks really cool. So, all yeah. right, everybody. I can't wait. Um, oh, Kate says it's a create in next week. Thank you, Kate, for being my extra mental brain. All right, everybody, have a fantastic evening or day and a great week, and I will see you next week. All right, take care. Bye. Thank you for listening. You can find details on the weekly live stream, upcoming guests and topics, subscription and support information, and more at lauravab.com. Your shares, reviews, and support are very much appreciated. Until next time.